Hello, Jeff here again. I want to talk to you about the biggest and the best news. The news that everyone needs to hear. The news that few people know. And the news that even lesser people want to tell those that don't know. I'm speaking about God's plan of salvation. Nothing you or anyone else ever hears is as important as this. And I want to give you a classic message as a reminder of what God has done for us, those of us that believe, and also as an encouragement for what he can do for you if you don't believe, and also what he can do through you to those that don't believe. You and I, all of us, we're designed as human beings to create life. We're born to reproduce both in the physical and in the spiritual realms. There, unfortunately, there are medical and physiological reasons for people not producing in the physical. But most people are able to do so, about 90% of us. However, the problem we face in the church is that very few people reproduce in the spiritual at all. That is to say, only a tiny proportion of Christians are ever in their whole life used to help others to a place of believing in Jesus. This is a great tragedy, not only for those souls that are not welcomed into God's kingdom, as bad as that is, but also it's a terrible tragedy because of the loss of joy and gratitude for those who never have that privilege of giving spiritual birth to a friend or, or even a loved one. So here, my friends is a simple and time-honoured outline of the way of salvation. I'm calling this message, Follow the Roman Road to Salvation. And there are four parts to this road, the Roman Road. The first part is the human problem. I've got three texts here, Romans 3.10, and all these scriptures, of course, are in the book of Romans. That's why it's obviously the Roman Road. Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the first part of Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The first part of the Roman road confirms the state of every human as sinful and the state of God as glory or holy. So we are estranged and cut off, you and I, when we're born from a holy God. The Bible says that mankind, all of us, have a fatal issue. Men, women and children, from the youngest to the oldest, are sinners. Not a, not a popular viewpoint. This, and this is the hard travelling part of the road. This is the part of the road we all struggle along coming to terms with our sinfulness. You know, most reasonable people will agree that there's something wrong with us. And the Bible calls this sin. And your sin and my sin separates us from God and from the life he wants us to have. An example of sin and the, the damage and the horror it causes the American Civil War. Now, every country, or so I should say, most countries have had some kind of a civil war. 
Australia had the Eureka stockade that was hardly a civil war, but America had the most dreadful civil war. There were more deaths in the American Civil War than every other war that the United States ever participated in, from the Revolutionary Wars uh, to wars against England, uh, wars against uh, uh, the Philippines, uh, the Spanish, uh, World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, uh, the war in Iraq, uh, war in uh, Afghanistan, and all the little various conflicts that America's taken place is more soldiers died in the American Civil War and that was a war between brothers. Separation happens between people and between nations. Wars start because nations become estranged over their disputes, uh, territorial ambitions, leadership ambitions and sometimes when the economics are threatened. Fights and feuds begin when people fall out over some issue or slight or offence. And certainly most of us try to avoid this happening, but, but a lot of people will experience a very unpleasant breaking up in a relationship between ourselves and someone else sometime in our lifetime. You and I, all of us, were born into sin. We're born already cut off from God. Sin is inherited down through the ages. We can't escape it. We get it from our ancestors and it literally means to miss the mark. All have sinned and fall short. It means we've missed the mark. Everyone has missed the mark. No one is immune from the effects and the impacts of sin. It touches every part of us and it breaks and destroys our relationships with others and especially with God who is holy and is totally without sin. He is perfect in purity and in righteousness. And there is no grading with sin. The, wor the worst of us and the best of us, if I can say that, are all tainted by it. We're, we're not on some cosmic bell curve with the best up one end and the worst down the other end. We're all on the same side of an eternal divide with God on the other side and a great gulf between holy God and us. Sin is terminal. The wages of sin is death. It is the spiritual cancer of our soul. And all of us, you and I, would be in a terrible and a fatal predicament, really, unless a gracious God had made a way. And fortunately, this leads us to the second part of the Roman road. Humanity's hope. Our hope is in Christ. A couple of scriptures I'm going to read. Romans 6.23, the second half of that says, But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And a little bit before that, Romans 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The second part of the Roman road explains the hope we have in the love of God, which is expressed through his son Jesus. And this is the brilliant, brilliantly illuminated part of the road. There are signs everywhere saying, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. This is the way to salvation. Trust him. He's the only way. So this is the part of the road that's really lit up for us to take note of the direction we should, we should be heading in. The Bible is a book of hope. This is the best, the best of good news. God wants us to be reconciled to him, to be reunited with him. He offers us the gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And he shows us 
that he really loves us and he wants our best, your best and my best. Christ is our substitute, offered in our place to pay a penalty for every one of our sins. Now, the Bible calls this atoning sacrifice or propitiation, which means a payment in full, nothing more to pay by us ever again. Jesus paid the full penalty. There's nothing for us to pay. We simply believe it's a gift of faith by the grace of God given to us. It's a wonderful thing. The greatest news there could possibly be. Friends, perhaps the closest account in all human literature is in A Tale of Two Cities, a book by Charles Dickens, where the Englishman, Sidney Carton, swaps place with a lookalike, the French nobleman, Charles Darnay. And Sidney Carton goes to the gallows to face the guillotine in the place of the Frenchman. He's a substitute. And of course, we all should remember the picture of the uh, dying thief crucified beside Jesus. That's a promise of undeserved forgiveness. The thief had done nothing in his whole life to warrant uh, God having mercy on him. But when the thief expressed his faith to Jesus, who was dying beside him, the Lord Jesus Christ replied, Truly I tell you, you will be with me today in paradise. That means heaven. This is wonderful news. The offer of a pardon by God, but there remains one decision we must make, which leads us to the third part of the road, the response of each sinner. A couple of scriptures here, Romans 10, 9 to 10, and then verse 13. This is what it says. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That was Romans 10, 9 and 10. And verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Beloved, once we understand that we need a saviour, that is someone who can atone for, that's a big word, atonement, or pay the penalty of our sin, and we recognise that Jesus is that one, he's that saviour, we can respond by moving along to this third part of the Roman road, calling out to Jesus. Now, this is the part of the road where there is a side road, a detour. It's a, it's a turn off to another place. We have to decide which way we're going to go. The Bible says we have to make a decision. Jesus Christ is the issue. We either believe he is God the Son, and he's the Saviour of the world, the Messiah. That's what Christ means, the Messiah. The one who died to pay for our sins. Or we reject that. Or just as bad, we stay undecided. We're literally stuck between heaven and hell. We have to make a decision here. And we can't go off the road on a sidetrack where we say, oh, it just doesn't matter. Because Christ is the only point of choice from holy God. There was no one else under heaven who can pay for our sins except God's Son because God sent him to earth to be the sacrifice for sin, that we can have a new life. Now, this response is possible for everyone. These scriptures express God's ability to save everyone, you and me. 
and his intention is to save everyone. Uh, remember John 3.16, we're getting off the road just a fraction here. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Isn't that a great scripture? And the, the best illustration anywhere is in the Bible. It's the story of the lost son in Luke chapter 15 or the prodigal son. A young man who took his inheritance early, off he went, did his own thing, squandered his money on loose living and ended up destitute and starving. And when he realised and he came to his senses that in my father's house there's even the servants eat better than me, I'll go to my father and I'll say I'm sorry. And the young man made the decision, this prodigal son, to go back to dad. And when he, when he was approaching home, the father was watching for him. This is a picture of God looking out, waiting to see who's going to believe in his son, Jesus. And when the prodigal approached the son and started his spiel about how bad he'd been, the father said, stop, bring a robe, bring a ring, bring sandals, clothe him, honour him, let's have a party. That's a picture of someone calling on the name of the Lord and being saved. That was the third part of the road. I'll just quickly re-review. The first part was the human problem that we're all sinners. The second part is that there's hope only in Jesus Christ. And the third part is a sinner must make a response. He must decide to believe. He can't sit on the fence. He's got to make a choice. The fourth part is the result of making that right choice. A couple of scriptures again. Romans 5, 1 and 2. This is what it says. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And Romans 8.1 a few chapters later says, Therefore there is now no condemnation or blame or punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Dear ones, the fourth part of the Romans Roman road mentions two results, peace and justification. After any sinner, you or I, decide to declare and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, we have faith in him, we can enjoy peace with God, no longer separated from holy God by sin. This is the destination of the road. It's, it's arriving at the place of our spiritual home, accepted into the family of God. And the Bible says that God will totally accept us because of and through our faith in his son, Jesus. Uh, this, this scripture I just read about no condemnation rejoices in the results of our salvation. Before faith in Christ, all who have sinned were condemned by their sin and destined for eternal death. But now, because of our faith in Christ, there's no condemnation. And all believers are gifted with eternal life. And that just doesn't mean life in heaven forever. It means a relationship with God that starts right away with a living and holy God. He can accept us because our sins have been paid for. We're no longer on the other side of that gulf, that chasm, because we're full of sin. No, we're, we're on God's side now. 
we've been designated as forgiven, righteous, and even holy just because we believe. It doesn't mean our life is, is any better right away, although it should grow better over time. God wants you and I to join his family and find our home on earth and finally in glory in heaven later. Oliver was a great musical back in the 19, early 1960s that won the Academy Award for the best, best uh, movie ever. Well, that year anyway. And it was also based uh, on a book by Charles Dickens. There was a stage production uh, in the early 60s, 61 or 62 in Sydney. I was attending a school and one of the, one of the young boys in my class was a member of the cast of Oliver. So the whole class went to watch this performance. And if you know the story, it's about an orphan who's in the workhouse, he's poor, and through lots of adventures getting mixed up with, with uh, purse snatchers and pickpockets and, and criminals and so forth, uh, he's discovered by uh, a distant relative uh, of his dear departed mother. And at the end of the story, he's welcomed into this brand new home, uh, a rich home as it turned out, a life he could never possibly have dreamt of. It's a lovely story. It's a story of redemption. It's a story of someone being found, their true identity. And you and I have an identity, and we're meant to be related to Jesus. Just in review, and thinking about what we've been saying, the Roman road, the biggest and the greatest news is for believing, and it's for sharing. And for all of us, there are three possible responses to this message. Think about which is yours. For the true believer, it's to thank God for finding us and drawing us into his kingdom, unquestionably. For the undecided, people who are not too sure which way to go on this road, it should be to want to believe in Jesus Christ and receive him as Saviour and as King. And finally, for the spiritually growing believer, it should be to cry out to God to help them give birth in the life of someone else and to keep at it until a new birth happens. What a wonderful picture, this Roman road, that you and I can enjoy a relationship with God because of what Christ has done and we have the opportunity of leading someone else into that same relationship. God richly bless you as you take his words to heart. Goodbye till next time.